Welcome to Action Chapel International. We are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message. Praise the Lord. Lift up your hands. I want you to bless the name of Jesus. Give him glory. Praise him. Thank him tonight. Worship him. Magnify him. Exalt his name. Eternal Father, unto you be glory and honor. Kalabashani nebihakusha. Prestone nebizi yandarabasha. Bidiyane meneneke mehakoshe kibusa. Ragada bazuni nebisakaya. Bidiyane idiyane meke biyangada dabasaya. Shilelo postisti mihandaka. Rikoshande mazuni yatiski bizai. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We give your glory and honor. Amen. You may be seated and God bless your life. God bless your life. God bless your life. We want to thank God for Papa's life and for Lady Rosa. Come on, somebody do it with, do it with conviction. Do that with conviction. Do that with conviction. The other day, the other day I was I was listening to Papa and he said he had been in ministry for 45 years. And people, you have no idea what it means to do ministry for 45 years. And fight battles and build things for the kingdom of God. And we salute you tonight, sir. We want to thank you so much for what you have done for the body of Christ. Now, many people don't know Many people don't know that the Archbishop has fought many battles to allow the charismatic movement in Ghana and Africa to be what it is today. And we celebrate him for all the stars and all the scars, everything that has contributed to making us who we are. And um, I'm going to be teaching tonight from where I left off, and I hope Yesterday's message was easy enough to digest. Because today we are taking it one step higher. And I hope that will be quite okay. Yesterday, Papa and I were talking in the evening and he made me laugh. He said, Israel, today can you add some mercy and grace to your message? <laughs> add, add some mercy. <laughs> he said, this is the dispensation of grace and mercy. Add some mercy and grace. And I said, Papa, I hear you. I will add mercy and grace. But you know, Papa didn't know that today I'm going to talk about mercy. The only thing is that it's a different kind of mercy, you see. It's a, you know, he, he, was, he was prophesying that I should add mercy. And I'm really going to talk about mercy. You, you will hear a lot about mercy tonight. But um, it's a good kind of mercy and it's a tough kind of mercy. But you'll be hearing something about mercy. Um, you know, yesterday we started from, I want us to go back to, by the way, I'm, I'm accompanied still tonight 
by my wife, Rosemont. She's in the house with us. And um, we thank her. We thank her. Now, whenever you see your wife in church with you and in meetings with you, you can take it for granted until you hear stories of people whose wives refuse to go to church. If, <laughs> don't take it for granted. So, thank you very much, my wife, for agreeing to come to church with me. You know. So, Revelation chapter 2, Revelation 2, I'm on the same text, and tomorrow I'll be on the same text when I meet the businessman in the morning. He said, and unto the angel of the church in Ephesus write, these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Now, if you know your Bible a little bit, you know that the seven stars represent the seven angels of the church, in other words, the seven pastors or the messengers of the church, and the seven golden candlesticks represent the church itself. So he holds the seven golden, he holds the seven stars in his right hand, and he walks in the midst of the, of the seven candlesticks. Now that means when you are dealing with the church, you are dealing with a mystical body. That when the church gathers, we are not like an ordinary or secular community of people that have gathered. There is something supernatural about this gathering. And that is why whatever you do in the gathering, you must be very careful. And whatever you do to injure or to bring pain to that body, you must be very careful. Jesus says something. He said, offenses will come by always, but woe unto him by whom they come. And I want to pray and believe God for every believer that if you belong to a church, never do anything to injure the church. Never do anything to bring pain to the church or to bring agony to the church. Now, so he talks about the fact that I know your works and your labor and your patience and how you cannot bear with them which are evil and you have tried them which say they are apostles but they are not and you have found them to be liars. You have borne, you have patience and for my name's sake you have labored and you have not fainted. Nevertheless, I have something against you and the thing I have against you is that you have left your first love. So I was talking about the first love yesterday. And the first love, he now told them, he said in the verse number five, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works. So we see the first love and we see the first works. That gives me the understanding that the first love and the first works are the same. But these people were still working. They were still preaching. Maybe they were still casting out devils. Probably they were still healing the sick. Maybe they were still singing. They were still ushering. They were still doing all the technical work. They were still doing all the things anybody would do in ministry. The only thing is that something was missing. Something was missing. So he said, I want you to go back to the first works. And yesterday, I told you that King Rehoboam made shields of brass and replaced shields of gold which were lost. 
And I said the reason why they are called the shields of brass is that they lacked a certain quality. Whereas this was gold, these ones were brass. And the quality they had lost was the love and the holiness. Yesterday, I spent a lot of time on love and I spent a lot of time on holiness. So let's talk about the fact that the quality of their work had degenerated from gold to brass. And that is because there was a failing of morality. Everybody say a failing of morality. And I can tell you people, morality is fast eroding from the church. Many things don't matter anymore. It doesn't matter to lie. It doesn't matter to steal. Doesn't matter to commit fornication. Doesn't matter to commit adultery. We do all that. We don't even bother. They are, they are fast becoming normal in the church. For example, who confesses a lie these days when you are praying to God? A lie has, has become <laughs> an escape route for many people. And they don't even bother to see it as a sin. So yesterday I talked about morality. Today I want to talk about another thing which when it is lost from our works, it reduces our works from gold to, to brass. And that is mercy. So tonight I'll be talking about mercy. Tomorrow when I meet the man, I'll be speaking about motives. So I have three M's. One is morality. The other one is mercy. And the other one is motive. So let's move to mercy tonight. In the book of Matthew chapter 23 and the verse number 23, Jesus was speaking unto the Pharisees. And he said, woe unto you Pharisees and scribes. You are hypocrites. You pay the tithe of the mint and of the anise and of the coming. But you have omitted the weightier matters of the law. And the weightier matters of the law are judgment, mercy, and faith. And he said, these ought ye to have done, but not to leave the other undone. He said, mercy is missing from your midst. He said, there's no mercy. You pay the tithe of the anise and the coming and the mint. You pay the tithe. But there's no mercy. I see a kingdom, I see believers today. And I can tell you, we preach without mercy. We heal the sick without mercy. We give offerings, but without mercy. We sing, but without mercy. I remember several years ago, when a choir would sing and people would pray, tears would come down their eyes. Our churches were full of tears on people's faces. These days, they are full of makeup on people's faces. Listen, people come to church more, more protective of their makeup than for God to touch their heart. And when you lay hands on them, and they are falling under the power, the women are holding their head to protect a weak instead of receiving an anointing. I tell you, many of our ladies come to church and they have a mirror with extra makeup. When the service is over, they pop up the credit of the makeup before they go out. 
mercy. We are on mercy. We are mercy. We are mercy. We are mercy. We are mercy. So it's a judgment. Mercy. Faith. You have left these. And I was talking to you yesterday and I quoted from 2 Timothy chapter number 3 and the verse number 3. And he said, in the last days, dangerous times shall come. Then he said that for men shall be without natural affection. Now, that word to be without natural affection, he said, it's, it's a terrible expression. It's, it's, a very, it's a very painful expression in the sense that when you read it in other translations, it's almost scary. You look at the way the message translation renders that scripture. It says, dog eat dog. Dog eat dog. That means we are in the church and we will bite one another and eat up one another without any feeling. Look at the Amplified Translation of the Bible and see what it says about this scripture. They will be without natural or human affection. callous and inhuman. callous and inhuman. We are dealing with people in churches whose hearts are not normal. They can kill. They can destroy. They can pull down somebody's reputation within 24 hours and they will not care about it. We can damage one another this time around in the church. So it talks about without natural affection. Now, we are talking about fresh fire. Nobody on earth carried fire like Jesus Christ. Look at what John the Baptist said. I baptize you with water unto repentance. But one is coming who is greater than I, who's the leisure of whose shoes I am not worthy to untie. He said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Nobody carries fire and nobody carries power like Jesus Christ. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And you wonder, how did he heal the sick? I know people say fasting and prayer. Some say he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. You know, we have all kinds of things we say. But you know what? If you fast for 40 days and 40 nights, and there is no mercy in you, you will not heal the sick. Listen, anytime people came to Jesus and they wanted healing, they did not appeal to his fasting and prayer life. They did not even appeal to his faith life, they appealed to his mercy. As soon as they met him, they said, have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. In other words, without mercy, there'll be no miracles. Without mercy, there'll be no signs and wonders. Without mercy, no signs and wonders will follow your ministry. So you know what? Before God puts power in your hands, he must touch your heart with the fire of mercy one day in matthew chapter 17 jesus had gone up to the mount of transfiguration and he had been transfigured before his disciples and by verse number 14 jesus came down from the mountain and when jesus came down from the mountain matthew chapter 17 14 when they were come down to the multitude there came a certain man kneeling down to him and saying lord have mercy on my son 
He's a lunatic. And that word lunatic comes from the Latin word luna. And it means the moon. My son is, is a lunatic. That means this my son responds to the moon. When the moon is full, he has a certain behavior. When the moon is half, he has a certain behavior. When the moon increases, he has a certain behavior. When the moon decreases, he has a certain behavior. This my son behaves this way and behaves that way. Have mercy on my son. For he's a lunatic and he's so vexed. Sometimes he falls into the fire. At times he falls into the water. Have mercy. Have mercy. I know you can heal, but before you heal, I'm appealing to an element in you that will release the power to heal. And that element is mercy. The reason we are seeing few miracles is there's no mercy. The reason we are preaching and there's no result is because there's no mercy. The reason we are giving offerings and nothing is happening is because there's no mercy. The reason why we are walking about and we can't do the works of God is because there's no mercy. The man came and said, have mercy on my son. For he's a lunatic. He falls into the what? Into the fire. And falls into the water. Let's dig this scripture deeper. Verse number 16. Sometimes when you are a lazy man walking through the Bible, you see very little. But if you are hard working, you will see a lot. Today we are going to see something. Maybe you've never seen it before. The man said, have mercy. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. And Jesus answered, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. When I read this scripture, bring him hither to me, Papa, my heart broke. My heart broke. How can they bring a lunatic boy to all these apostles to heal him and they could not? And the same man who got tired on the mountain the same man who climbed up to the mountain. Well, when I went to Israel a number of times, they took me up to some mountains and they said those were the Mount of Transfiguration. That is what they told us. But if it was real, I'm wondering how he climbed up there. This same man has to come down and they brought him the devil. Papa, how many times having people come to our assistants, our associates, our assistant pastors, our prayer warriors, and all they want is a contribution of mercy to their lives. And our pastors and ministers cannot do anything about it until they have to bring us the same people. And we, the same people that went up the mountain, must deal with what is down there at the base of the mountain. How can the same man who was transfigured be the same man? To carry the debt under the mountain. To carry the burden under the mountain. By the time Jesus came down, these apostles should have finished their work. Let's go on with the story. And Jesus answered, oh, bring him to me. Go to verse number 18. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of me. And the child was killed from that very hour. Verse number 19. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out? Listen to his answer. 
He said, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, remove your hands to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Then he added the scripture, which we don't understand. How be it? This kind goeth not out, but by fasting and prayer. This is the scripture that has deceived many people all through the years. Fasting and prayer. And you hear it everywhere. But Dr. Michael Yamiche, you are an academic. This word fasting and prayer is vague. It is colorless. It is generic. Let me give you specificity. Let me assign something specific. It is not every fasting and prayer that can cast out a devil. The fasting and prayer that can cast out the devil is God's chosen fast. And when you go to Isaiah chapter 58 and the verse number 6, you then see God's chosen fast. So when God said, this one does not go out, but by fasting and prayer, he was not talking about hunger strike. Most of our fasting is hunger strike. What's going on? We are fasting. And the next minute, you are so angry, you are looking for somebody to beat up the person. Our fasting and prayer kills more than it gives life. <laughs> Isaiah 58. But you know, before I get to the verse 6, let me pick it up from the verse number 4 so that you will know which one is the, the word. Behold, you fast for strife and for debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. You shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Is this the fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul is it not to is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread like sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and an acceptable day of the Lord? Verse number six. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry and to bring the poor that are cast out to your house? And that when you see the naked, that you cover him, that you do not hide yourself away from your own flesh. That means don't hide yourself away from your own relatives. He said, then and then only, your light will break forth as the morning and your health shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before thee and the glory of the Lord shall, shall be your reward. What, the, what Jesus is saying is this. When he said this kind does not go out by fasting but by fasting and prayer, he's talking about God's chosen fast. When you fast and your aim is to break the yoke, your aim is to set the sick free, 
Your aim is to clothe the naked. Your aim is to take your bread and share it with the poor. Your aim is to go to your relatives and touch their lives and bring healing unto them. What he's saying is this, the kind of fasting that can cast out the lunatic spirit is a fast that has mercy. Because if you want me to sum up all the things that are in Isaiah 58, the verse number 6 to 8, I will say mercy. That means the kind of fasting that works is fasting with mercy. But look at us. In the midst of our fasting, you will see a group of seven people fasting and they don't talk to each other. In the same prayer meeting, two are not talking to the other. They can sing in the same choir and they don't talk to one another. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Enough of the hypocrisy. Can we take it away from God's face? Can, can, can we go about and live Christian life that is genuine, Christian life that is pure? And the Bible said, and pure religion is this, to visit the fatherless and the widow, to put a smile on their faces. So here is Jesus, he comes, and the disciples came to him, why couldn't we cast him out? He said, you couldn't cast him out because of your unbelief. Number two, you couldn't cast him out because you don't have faith. Number three, you are not fasting and praying the real fasting and prayer. People say Jesus fasted and returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. I agree. But if it was just a matter of doing the kind of fasting you and I fast, when he came down after fasting, he would have gone to a restaurant. But he went to the place where the sick were because of compassion and because of mercy. Look at, now, watch this. Look at the number of times people will come to Jesus and they'll say, have mercy on us. Matthew 9, Matthew 20. Blind people meet Jesus and they are saying, son of David, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. When the children of Israel stood in front of the Red Sea and they cried out unto God, when God saw the tears, mercy, Mercy. Mercy. Do we feel for people at all? And when I was talking about mercy, I realized I could go on scripture after scripture on mercy. But you know what? Sometimes when you are talking to people and all you are doing is quoting Bible verses, sometimes they don't even understand what you are talking about. But ladies and gentlemen, if I have Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams and I have Lady Rosa, why do I want to talk about David and Abigail? Or Nabal and Abigail? Or Abraham and Sarah? When I have a modern version here, he said, now watch this, watch this. He said, I brought my son. Your disciples couldn't do anything. I believe that these disciples did not have mercy on the son. Mind you, these are the disciples who are going through Samaria and when they gave them a little resistance, they said, Lord, shall we bring down fire to consume them? These disciples were not merciful people. These were the people. They are bringing children, infants to Jesus and they stopped them. And Jesus said, don't stop the children. These are the ones who saw thousands of people hungry and they said master our dear son is getting late 
send away these parasites to go and find food. And Jesus said, they need not go away. These are the same disciples. I'm showing you these same disciples. I'm showing you these disciples. I'm showing you these disciples. These are the disciples. They are coming to arrest Jesus and one will take a sword and make somebody's ear disappear. I'm talking about disciples without natural affection. I have seen walking among poor people, sick people, believing God for ministry, and I've seen how protocol people around me can push some of the people and how to tell them, please, please, it's okay. The other day, Reverend Steve Mensah and his brother Stanley, they came to Bogatanga to come and do Jesus to the rural world. And oh, what a crusade, what a crusade. Can we clap for those young men? Can we clap for them? They came, what a crusade. And on the last day, the day they called the day of help, I was with them to distribute things to the crippled. That, let, me, let me not call it crippled. Let me call it physically challenged people. I saw some of the men who were walking around me. They were pushing some of the physically challenged people. I, I turned to them and said, please. Please. One day, a daughter of mine had an accident. Her son had an accident. One of my workers was talking about the lady, about something. I wanted him to do something about the lady. And then he was complaining and I asked him, has your son had an accident before? He said no. I said, please. People whose children have been affected by accidents, the way they think is different from you that have never experienced affliction. On my way here today, a pastor, a man of God, sent me a text. Reverend Isu, my wife is sick. Can you help me to pray for her? And my wife immediately heard the text. And my wife said, Dad, call him and pray with him. I said, I'll do it after the meeting. When I sat in the car, the Lord said, listen to your wife. So I called the man immediately. Shall we pray? This man started speaking in tongues. And we prayed in tongues. We prayed and prayed and prayed. And I said an amen. You know, if I had come here without praying with that man, I would have been like the Levites and the priests who saw the wounded some, who saw the wounded man and they passed and said they were going to the temple to go and worship. But you know, I made a point. I said, to have Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, our papa here, and Lady Rosa, and to preach a message of mercy, but not mention them. And I go talking about David and Mephibosheth. I will not be doing justice to the modern generation. I remember a few months ago, one of our sons had a challenge. One of our sons had a challenge. My stomach, my wife, for two weeks we couldn't sleep because this boy needed something to be done for him and the thing faced a resistance and the mountain was bigger than me, taller than me. We cried, my wife and I, oh boy, our stomach. Finally, we had to travel. We had to sit in a plane and travel. We sat in the plane without appetite. Our son hasn't had a breakthrough. I called Papa. 
And I said, Papa, your grandson is in trouble. We need to get him a breakthrough. He said, Ezward, send me the details. There are different kinds of voices. My voice deals with demons, but Ezward deals with another level. So, I sent him the details of what I wanted to, where we needed the help. And he said, can you talk to Lady Rosa? I spoke to Lady Rosa. Papa and I date many, many years. Many years. Many years. Excuse me to say, I've been in a room and I've seen his bare back before. That is how far we come. I've seen the bare back of an archbishop. I don't know what you have seen. So because of what I have seen, give me respect by clapping. You know, Lady Rosa will write texts. Sometimes we'll be texting back and forth. And she will tell me, Pastor Eastwood, I will not drop this ball until this matter is resolved. I will not drop the ball. And she will tell me that even if she has to travel to make sure that that problem is solved, she will do it. I didn't sleep. Two of them didn't sleep. Finally, our son got the breakthrough. Why? We had some people around us who could feel what we feel. I pray in the name of Jesus that anybody who has a son and who has a daughter who is in trouble, may God raise an Archbishop Duncan Williams for you and raise a Lady Rosa for you in the name of Jesus. Come and clap your hands and scream. And yesterday, when I was walking out of the building and I went to mom and I said, mom, I'm leaving. She said, how is your son? That was the first and the only question she asked me. Ladies and gentlemen, talk about the bell. What did we say? Compassion. Compassion Rehab Center. Which man of God would do this? Raise this kind of auditorium, gather this kind of crowd, do the prayer mountain, and he's thinking about rehab. But you are thinking about rehab because of people's sons and daughters, people's children that have been grabbed by drugs. And when you know what drugs can do to people's children, you want to set up a rehabilitation center. And the rehabilitation center is not a business. It is a center for people's children to receive hope. And anybody who can shout right now, that rehabilitation center is receiving empowerment. Come on, scream like your voice is yours. And press. You know, yesterday, yesterday I said something here that might have confused a few of you. When I was talking about the offering, Papa told us to take home. I am very militant in the way I speak, so sometimes the way I even throw the words and speak them, you may think I'm staging a coup d'etat, but, but I mean well. Here is a Papa who will do a meeting and the whole place is charged. And he will look at that young man in the T-shirt and look at that one in the T-shirt 
and the atmosphere is charged and he will look at them and say you know what we don't want to break this atmosphere everybody just take your offering and go home it takes a father a compassionate person to do what he did you know i was only telling you yesterday that next time he does that those of you who don't have the offering accept the mercy and go home but those of you who have it still come to the pulpit and drop it there that is all i was saying but what he did is a good thing a merciful father will do but i've walked around him for many years sometimes papa when i talk with lady rosa on the phone you can't believe the kind of things we talk about and the last time we talked, she said, Pastor Isud, we need pictures of some of these things. Let me show you one picture. There is a woman called Mma Sampana in Bogatanga. Mma Sampana is a woman who just walked into the church and I didn't know her. This is me dressed in my suspenders and this is Bogatanga I'm talking about. This is me in my suspenders. Oh no, this is, I want Mma Sampana number one. William, I warned you enough. Don't, don't come and find fight in, in Accra. I know Bogatanga, when we fight, we fight quietly, but Accra, please don't let me shoot you when I'm talking about mercy. So this is Uma Sampana. She came to the church. And for once, I was wearing a kaftan like Prophet Ajimai Prempe and like Dr. Robert Ampiakofi, you know. This woman came into the church. Go on for me. Just go, because I have a long night. Just move. That's the woman. Now stay there one minute. Sometimes we want to pretend that human beings like this don't come to church. I know Accra, you don't see people like this often. You have them. Wow. And I know they've been doing food for them and other things. Thank you, Papa. Thank you. Now, by the way, you must understand that you say, Koton Wanoma, I can only have this heart because my Papa has got that heart. Listen, I have never seen a lion produce a goat and a lion produce sheep. What you see here is the extension of the heart of this great man of God. Now, so this woman comes to the church. Can we roll? Let's move. These are her slippers. This is the way she came to the church. Let's roll. This is the work she does. I ask her, Ma, what work do you do? She said, Ututuabe. That means she takes these palm kernels and then she does this and she sells. And she earns, Papa, three CDs every three days. Three CDs. Three Ghana CDs every three days. That means every three days, this woman earns less than one dollar. Because one dollar is about six CDs. So she earns about 50 um, cents every three days. So, I took her to the office. After praying for her, I took her to the office. We put her on remittance. My wife changed her clothing. We put her on monthly remittance. Up till today, she's on monthly remittance. We gave her some money to change her business so that she would get something else to do. Then, I sent, I, I sent people to go to a village and find out who is this woman. When they went to the village, we were told a story that this woman had three children and the three children died. And the people in the village said she was a witch. 
One day she traveled to Boku. By the time she came back, they had removed the roofing sheet of her room and they drove her out of the house. Now she was walking about in town with her mother in the market and they were begging. And this woman was begging in the market. Somebody brought her to the church. When they brought her to the church, her mother died and then the one who brought her to the church also died. She's left alone. Let's go. So I sent them to the village. And I said, the woman is homeless. She has nowhere to stay. We will not rent a, a house. We will not rent a room for her. We will build her a house in the same village. So we went to a village. We got the land and we started building. Now, stay on this picture. You see the house you are seeing at the back there. That is one of the best houses in that village. In that village, somebody in that house you are seeing there is a rich man. Now, we are going to build Masampana a house. Let's go. We started building. 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 That is me and my wife praying for her. You can see her image is beginning to change. We started building. Let's go. We started building. Let's go. Ah, yeah, yeah. Come on, clap your hands and scream like your voice is yours. We started building. We started building. Now let's go. This is it. Go. Keep going. That is the woman. That is the woman. That is the woman. She's sitting in a room. Oh, come on, scream like your voice is yours and praise the name of Jehovah. That is a woman. That is a woman. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. That is a fridge refrigerator. This is a sink. Ah, uh, yeah. Mercy. 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 And you know what? She's not the only one. Another one recently walked into the church. I call her Umma Sampana number two because she too strangely is called Umma Sampana. I was standing at, in the church and I'm receiving an offering and I saw a woman standing in front of me struggling to bring an offering. This is Bogatanga. I went near the woman's offering she was removing. And I saw she had removed five CDs out of seven. The seven were the red ones, two of them. And then five, the blue note. So she took the five to give the offering. And I said, so I looked, I looked inside. And I can be very mischievous. So I went there and said, Ma, why are you giving the five instead of the one? She said, oh, she's putting the five there so that she can take change. And I said, now, some of you are laughing, but I tell you, I attended the funeral in around Bogatanga. I attended the funeral, and the coffin was the, the the corpse was lying in state in the coffin, and people were giving offering around the coffin, and they were doing change. So they put in five Ghana, and they take two out. Some put ten, and they take seven out. Where I come from, we give offering and we take change. We give offering and we take sir down. Come on, clap your hands and praise. 
I elected three leaders. We led her to Christ. I said, follow her to her house. This is the church where people are counseling her. And I said, now, follow her to her house because I will follow you to where you live. When they went, they found, this is her house. This place is called Kandiga. It is some few miles away from Bogatanga. And it is a place where, the place is conflict, um, it's a conflict zone. So when they fought, her sons ran away from, from the village and they left her alone. And she was there in this, um, um, this deserted place. And this is our two of our church members who went to visit her. This is her environment. Can I see her bedroom again? This is her bedroom. Keep this picture on. This is the bedroom where a human being lies and sleeps and wakes up. Oh, glory. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This is her. They came and told me, I said, put her on remittance immediately. Give her food. Put her on monthly remittance. Now I want you to change this woman's clothing. I also want you to go back to where she lives and change the environment. They got her a bed. This is her first time sitting on. They change their floor. They change their walls. They change the room for her. They must put life. Somebody come and clap your hands and praise Jesus. Give him glory. Scream like a voice is yours and give God the praise. This is it. Now, you know, people normally ask me, Brother Isu, why are you so committed to the northern part of Ghana and you cannot leave? Watch this. I cannot see this and leave. I can't know. I, I cannot live in Accra. I can't live in Kumasi. I cannot live in America. I cannot live in London. It will be a taboo. And I have told my people, if I ever left Northern Ghana to come and stay in another part of the world, I believe the anointing will leave me. I even believe I may die because of that. Listen to me. A minister, not as a profession, it is a deep-seated conviction. The thing is deep in me. It's, it's rooted in me. This is the woman. You mean I want to leave people like this and go where? I'm praying, but watch this. Papa said some are in this church. I'm sure you have some of them in your house. You have some of them in your business. Some of you drive by them in the same Accra to come to church. Go and do likewise. I pray in the name of Jesus. If one of these is your brother, lift him up. If it's your sister, lift her up. If she's your niece, lift her up. If it's your nephew, lift them up. Come on, somebody, clap your hands and scream like your voice is yours and give God the glory. Mercy! Everybody shout mercy! You know, we, we sing about Jesus' merciful songs. Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend. Who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? 
His name is Reverend Clement Anchaba. Yesterday, I was on his case. Today, I'm back on him. Reverend Clement Anchaba, my friend. My mother-in-law used to say, Clement, during COVID-19, COVID-19 hit my brother, Reverend Clement Anchaba. He's older than me by about three to four years. Many people don't know. I called Papa, I said, my brother is sick. Hmm. I called the Director General of Health, Dr. Patrick Abuaji. I said, Doc, my brother is sick. COVID has hit me. Do anything you can do. Doc, I'm praying with you, but do whatever you can do for my brother. They picked up my brother. They took him to the Legon Hospital. Finally, they moved him to reach. I declared a three-day fast. I wore black jeans and red shirt. And red shoe. I said, Lord, I will not eat until my brother comes out of the hospital. They took him into ICU. They put all the things on him, anything they can put on anybody. Uh, we prayed and prayed, and I was wearing only black trousers, jeans, and black shirt, red shoe, and I went lead the prayer meeting. In the night, I would pray and cry. My spirit was moving for my brother. All my adult life, this is the brother I have known. I told my wife, I said, Pearl, I will not eat until my brother is out of this thing. I prayed. I told KIA, Kingdom Agreement followers, I said, pray. I called EAM, I said, pray. I called Fountain Gate Chapel, I said, pray. I called Desert Pastures, I said, pray. We were praying. One night, the third night of the meeting, you see, I had fasted for over four to five months. My bells were all shifting. I had lost a lot of weight. I said, God, I have done all the fasting. If my brother continues to be sick, hunger will kill me. Can you please remove him from this hospital so I can eat? The third day of the prayer, I went to the bathroom. When I came out, I told the people, that said the Lord, we declare immediate release of Reverend Clement Anchaba from the hospital. We declare immediate release. When we prayed and decreed the immediate release, the following day I was in the house around 12 o'clock. When the wife called me and said, Baba, we are on our way home. I said, your way home from where? She said, they have discharged your brother and we are taking him home. End of story. Here he is, still alive and strong and giving God the glory and the honor. We thank God for his life, that God kept him alive. And Papa, you know the interesting thing? It was Paul who was speaking about Epaphroditus and said he was sick nigh unto death. But God had mercy on him. And not only on him, but also on me, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. God knows what will happen to me if I don't have this man of God. When I stopped being the chairman of Fountain Gate Chapel, this was the man I called and I said, Chairman Clement, please take care of my baby 
Fountain Gate Chapel for me. Because my heart is weak. I can't carry the ministry. Because that was the time we had lost our children. And there was so many things. My heart was weak. There was no way I could carry branches of churches. Especially knowing how romantic pastors can be. And how generous they can be. And how friendly they can be. And how selfless they can be. Flip it over. Anything I just said, flip it over. And Reverend Clement Ancheva took hold of Fountain Gate Chapel and grew it from 100 branches to 270. Last year, the devil just tried to cut him off. And that's because the devil knew I would be in another trouble. I got up this year. I got to a place, even the EAM too, I got tired. And that's because, you see, my heart is weak. I can't take the things I used to take. Because you know what? This heart has suffered a shock before. Because of what happened to me. So you see, I don't have the luxury of the patience many people around me have. And if I want to live a life long, I need as little stress as possible. So I decided that the EAM, let me do something to the EAM. And I called him and said, brother, EAM, I'm struggling. Can you take over this ministry for me? Just take over the ministry for me. For about five months, six months, I will come back and be in charge. But, and you know what? He's alive and he has taken it over again. He's alive. But, but you know, if the devil had taken him away, today, where will I be? I pray that God will give you one person who does not only love you, but that person has mercy on you. May God give you somebody who will show you mercy. Come on, clap your hands and scream it and praise the name of Jesus. And watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. These are the days we think COVID-19 is gone, but COVID-19 is going, but it is still around us. May the Lord help us. We bind it, we take authority over it. Whatever effect it has given to us, together as humankind, we will overcome it. COVID-19 hit the whole of Ghana, including the Upper East. And Papa, when it hit us, my wife had a school, and the school had 70 workers. Hey, private school. Government had made no provision for private schools. Schools had shut down. My wife came to me, she said, Dad, what shall we do? I said, Pearl, you are not laying off even one teacher. And you are not laying off even one worker. I said, carry all of them. Come and put them on me. Bring them to me. Give me all your 70 workers. By the grace of God, I will look after them until the COVID is over. I told my wife, I said, Pearl, if I have to sell my car, I will sell it. If we have to eat a grain of rice and eat all the rice in this house until every grain is lost, we will do it. But you know what? We are not leaving one worker of the school behind. And I told her, you know what? These teachers, they are teaching in the school and working in the school, not because they want to teach. Otherwise, they could have been in Ghana Education Service. They are doing it because they love God. 
because they love me because they love you and they love the ministry and they are so committed to us bring all of them and put it on me and put it on EM and put it on desert pastures and put them on Fountain Gate Chapel and you know what by the grace of God the private schools were closed for nine months we looked after them for nine months every month we gave them money 70 people I will not tell you the figures involved but it was a huge amount of money we believed God from month to month and we went through and praying that mercy will work in your family that mercy will work in your business that mercy will work in your ministry none shall perish in your family none shall perish in your ministry none shall perish in your business receive it in the name of Jesus come on somebody clap your hands and praise Jehovah I don't this is impact but impact must touch the vulnerable impact must affect the sick Impact must affect the blind. Impact must affect the weak. Impact must affect the crippled. Impact must affect the leper. For he came to preach the gospel, not to the rich, but to the poor. And the poor means to those that are weak. I pray in the name of Jesus that in this year's impact, when you leave, may God give you the capacity to make an impact on the blind and the men and the poor and the leper and the dead. Somebody that can scream, the power of God is upon you in the name of Jesus. This will not be the work of the Papa. But may God raise people in this church who when we close service, you are looking for somebody to bless. And when you bless them, say, Papa said I should give you this. Papa said I should do this for you. Papa said, don't do it in your own name. Do it in the Papa of the house. Can you reach out to people's homes? Is that Jeremiah I'm seeing? Is that Jeremiah? I'm seeing a gentleman. I thought it's one person I know called Jeremiah. May the Lord bring you mercy. Magadaboshiaka. Kaladatu sisimiha. Zelis parwani mekiyaka. Iglaloski misaya. He said, go back to your first love. This morning, I was thinking about some things when I was praying. And I told one of my daughters, I said, but for the mercy of Archbishop Duncan Williams, Brother Eastwood may not be standing here in this form. He had mercy on me. My ministry was not Action Chapel, but every month, Papa sent me money to Bogatanga to help me to stay alive every month. Oh, and Papa, how I used to look forward to it when Rosemond Rose, Rose answered. I remember Papa used to have some interesting comments he would make about me and Rosemond. One day I'll remind you, but not today. Yesterday I chased you too much. Today I won't attempt. Papa called me yesterday. He said, Is what? I think now Premier Bomi and I. But I tell you, this man is my dad, but at the same time, he's my friend. He's my friend. And he's my big brother. I love him. 
and I know he loves me because I can tell you there are few people who can be my spiritual father. Don't throw me away. I'm too... <laughs> this is... This is a Sabo Zongo army barracks Pepe man with the Holy Ghost on me. Abba, the combination is too much. Anywhere you pass, the story is not good. Sabo Zongo army barracks Pepe man. Those three then Holy Ghost Patapa from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of God is suffering violence and the violent taken by force come on somebody scream like your voice is yours and praise you every man The only time I came face to face with true love and true mercy was through the life of the Archbishop. I will see him cry over issues. I will see him shed tears over issues. And I learned from it. I learned from it. Ladies and gentlemen, this convention was all about fire. I'm sure maybe I disappointed you big time. Because many of you were expecting me to come here. Receive it. Take it. The power of God is all over the place. Ushers, don't waste my time. I can feel the spirit of God. I see a cloud here. And I see the move of God here. And I see the power of the Holy Ghost here. And I see fire descending on somebody. Ah! Then brother Isud comes. And they say, now, a January. From fellowship to partnership, God and I, we can change the world. From fellowship to partnership, God and I, we can change the world. From fellowship.
Take care of homeless children. And I can tell you, Papa, I don't know about your church. But in our church, when I want money for building, people will give. When I say, who wants to sow a seed for a breakthrough, people will give. When I say, give towards the welfare scheme of the church, people don't really see the need of it. And Jesus said, the poor, you have always. And the people that are running orphanages. How many people break away from our churches to start orphanage? How many times have you heard that a pastor broke away from another church to start an orphanage? Or a rehabilitation center. I think since we started Compassion Rehabilitation Center, there has been no breakaway. 
Shinim. Somebody say fire. Say fresh fire. This is the fire I brought. Listen. In the era and in the generation, the season in which the world finds itself, we must exchange this our animal heart for human hearts. You know what? Gradually, our hearts have turned into mechanical and robotic hearts. We don't feel for people. Jesus. Ah. I want us to lift up our voice. Three minutes or two minutes and we are praying for all orphanages around the world all clinics around the world all food delivery and humanitarian delivery ministries and organizations around the world can we pray for our own compassion rehabilitation center can we pray that grace will come on can you pray for any orphanage you know somebody lift up your voice and pray Oh, the instrumentalist. I'm not feeling you at all. I want to feel the instrumentalist. I'm not feeling you at all. Come on, somebody pray.
Once again, thank you for joining us today, and may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.